Hello, teachers, and welcome back to another episode of the Teaching Middle School ELA podcast. Uh, Today's episode marks the beginning of the end of our interviews with teachers who have gone through our online professional development writing course. So we have Sarah on today's podcast episode talking about her experiences and really sharing her case study and the successes that she's seen for her students. And then on Thursday, we have a bonus episode with another teacher named Tara talking about her experience as well. Now, I want to just tell you a little bit of information about our evidence-based writing or what we call EBW approach. I'm really excited to be able to officially invite you guys to join us into just this incredible training that we've put together for you. So we have a live training that is happening on December 29th, and we have two other dates for you to choose from as well. But the first one is December 29th, and I'm going to be teaching you in a one-hour live training four proven strategies for helping you teach writing like a pro. So we're going to go through four very specific strategies that I have used year after year that are really rooted in our EBW approach to teaching writing. And this approach has helped hundreds and thousands really of middle school English language arts teachers find just astounding success in their classrooms with their students writing. I mean, we even get feedback from teachers in our Facebook group of their students test scores on the state tests that they're admin is like, oh my gosh, what have you been doing? This is amazing. Just some incredible feedback. And we really want you to be a part of that. So in addition to the live training, We've also put together a Facebook group to support you through this experience of the live training. So we don't want you to just come to the live training and then we never see you again. We want to be able to support you throughout this process of really becoming an incredible writing teacher. So in addition to the live training, we also have a Facebook group that we're calling the Rockstar Writing Teacher. And I just love that because it's such a testament to how you feel as a teacher who just knows how to teach writing. You just feel like a rock star. Like you are on stage and you just know what you're doing. You don't even have to practice or prepare because you've just got it down. And that's what we want to do for you. That's the feeling we want to create for you. And more than that, that's the impact that we want to have on your students with you going through this experience with us. So I'm going to invite you to register for our free live training. Um, If you go to ebacademics.com forward slash live training, you'll be able to pick your date that you want to choose for the live training. And then you'll also get the information to join us in the Facebook group. So we'll accept you into the Facebook group. We'll be supporting you, answering questions in there, um, and just really helping you again on this journey to becoming a rock star writing teacher. And I just want to say, if there is anything that you do for your students this year, Joining this live training, joining this Facebook group experience is going to be the best thing you could possibly do for your students and for their writing all year. 100% hands down, I promise you that it is going to have a huge impact for you and for your students. So again, go to ebacademics.com forward slash live training to secure your seat and sign up. Okay, so moving into today's episode, I interviewed Sarah, 
who again is one of our students who has gone through our online professional development course called Writing Instruction, A Proven Approach. And she talks a lot about how the EBW framework and the EBW approach has really impacted her classroom. And I love how she talks about TAG and what that has done for her in her classroom as well. And if you haven't listened to that episode about TAG, I'll include that in the show notes for you. So you can go ahead and go back and listen to that episode. So you know exactly what we're talking about when we mention it in the interview today. All right, without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into into today's episode and get to know Sarah and her story and what she is currently doing to help her students with writing. Welcome to the Teaching Middle School ELA podcast, where it's all things reading and writing all the time. Game-changing lessons and fresh ideas, along with a dose of inspiration, are shared to help make your teaching life just a bit easier. And now your host from the blog EB Academics, Caitlin Mitchell. Well, hello, teachers, and welcome to another episode of the Teaching Middle School ELA podcast. I am here with Sarah, who is one of the teachers who has gone through our online professional development course called Writing Instruction, A Proven Approach. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you so much for joining me. Hey, good morning. I'm glad to be here. So can you give our listeners just a little bit of background information about you and who you are, where you teach, so we can get to know you just a little bit better? Mm-hmm. Yes, um, I teach eighth grade English in Sonoya, Georgia, which is about 20, 25 miles south of Atlanta. It's just a little suburb. Um, I have been teaching at the same school for the last 15 years. I taught seventh grade for about nine years, and now I'm in my sixth year of eighth grade. And how are you and, enjoying eighth grade compared to seventh grade? <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I do like it because the kids, for the most part, especially after Christmas break, um, you see a little bit of maturity, which I know isn't, you know, something we see often in middle school, but you do see it. They see high school down the, you know, it's like close, it's attainable. Um, so they, they do change a little bit. Um, but I I will say the one kind of difference and, and, uh, deterrent, I guess, is just, there is, there's a considerable amount of pressure in eighth grade English as there was in seventh grade English because of the standardized tests that's associated. Yeah. So that's probably the only drawback. Um, otherwise I love it. I love the schedule and, um, just kind of being able to go a little bit deeper with Mm -hmm. kids at that Mm -hmm. level. It's fun too. I mean, I've taught seventh and eighth grade and Mm -hmm. I actually like seventh grade more also than eighth grade. Um, but it's fun with the eighth graders to really be able to talk to them about high school and what's next and, you know, what their future holds and really stepping into who they are as people Mm -hmm. and what makes them unique and what makes them them to, to give them that confidence as they move on to the next chapter in their lives is really fun too. It is. Yeah. It's a, it's a great, (laughs) great place to be for sure. Yeah. So I would love to know, um, you've been teaching for 15 years and you joined Mm -hmm. our course last year. So talk to me Mm -hmm. about kind of where you were as a writing teacher before you joined our course, um, because obviously you've been teaching for a long time, kind of what was that, what were you like as a writing teacher? What was writing like in your classroom? What were you doing before? Okay. Um, I would definitely say it was kind of a hodgepodge of resources that I got from either. I mean, my first year, I can't even, I don't even know how I taught writing (laughs) my first year, like when I think back on it and how far I've grown. Um, But you know, just different workshops that I've been to, things that I would find online. Um, 
the kind of like our county we do collaborative meetings every month and so i would go to those that we don't have to go to every single one but i would attend several and just kind of hearing ideas what teachers within my county other middle school teachers were doing hearing mm -hmm. you know some of their ideas so just really kind of i wouldn't say that i had a true plan um every year i feel like i added something or i changed something or did something different which I mean, that's just kind of my personality anyway. I don't ever stick to the same mm -hmm. tried, you know, like method. Um, and, and I think probably most teachers would agree that we're constantly being thrown new ideas and, oh, try this. And then when our standards would change, we would be introduced to this, you know, kind of thing. So I was just always, it was a hodgepodge is really just the best way to describe it. Um, and sometimes what happened in my first period wasn't the same thing that happened in my second or my third period based on the students and their, where they, you know, how, where were they meeting me, that kind mm -hmm. of thing, if they were even meeting me. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so yeah, so that is, you know, just kind of, like I said, just constantly looking, I mean, thank goodness for the internet because, <laughs> you know, you can always, always yeah. I don't know how people did it, you know, before then. I um, know, I know. But yeah, so just finding, finding stuff like that. So talk to me then, like, what is that like for you as a teacher when, you know, you get one idea and you implement it and you get another idea and you implement it in like for me, at least I'm very, an organized person. I like knowing what to do when and following a specific structure. That's just how I operate. And so uh -huh. what was that like for you to constantly be like adding new things and kind of what did that do for your students and did it create confusion for them? Like, what were your feelings around all of that? So, well, I wouldn't necessarily, like, it would be each year I would do, you know, add something new. It wasn't like I would come in on Monday, oh, we're going to do this and then Tuesday change <laughs> right. it up or something. I mean, because that, that's not fair to them. Um, but I wish I could say that I was organized. I mean, some people say that I might be, but I, I don't think I am because I just, I don't know, you know, how things come to you. Like sometimes when you're driving to work, I would decide, oh, I want to try this. At times it was a little bit overwhelming. Um, but I always, I would write down, you know, the things like I have a little journal that I, I keep and write down what went well and what didn't go well and, mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. So it wasn't, um, it was just more when the expectation from our county or admin you know, if they sent you to a workshop and, oh, I, I thought I had something good going here and now I've got, I have to implement this because yeah. they paid, you know, for me to do this. So that, that kind of became a little bit frustrating. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, when I look at some of the stuff, you know, it's just, there's just a new name, right? It's the same thing that you've been doing. There's just a new name to it. Um, so kind of like organizing that and trying to go through and, and figuring out, okay, well, this is what, what works for me. This is, you know, how, um, you know, this is how I'm going to teach it, that, that kind of thing. But yeah, every year was a little bit different, which I'm sure sounds overwhelming, but it, it, in my mind, it worked. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> until, until I took your course and then I realized, oh my gosh, what have I been doing? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But uh, you're so right that we do. We, we have to go to workshops and then we have to bring something back into our classroom because then our principal is going to observe us doing something that we got at that workshop. And for me, at least a lot of the times I was like, I don't 
need to be doing this whole new thing. Like what I'm already doing is working and it's working well for my students. Mm -hmm. And it just became kind of like clunky. It didn't flow. It didn't make sense with my teaching style and the way that I was doing things. So I totally understand that frustration that you're talking about Mm -hmm. with, with things like that of having to go to PDs and then bringing them back into your classrooms. And I'm sure so many people listening right now are like, yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, so then that brings me to my next question. What was the catalyst for you to join our free workshop because you came for the free workshop online and then what made you decide to jump in and take our course like what was the kind of thought process um well I had been I feel like I'd been following you guys for a little while and so I really did like your product your resources and, and that kind of thing like I they seemed legitimate if that makes sense because you know sometimes the stuff that you see or on teachers pay teachers or whatever you're just kind of like oh I'm not sure so like it I had tried some of your things and they worked and so when you had that that writing workshop I just decided you know what let me let me check it out and then I realized how um how beneficial it was and it was super organized and I thought okay this is something that I can even though I took the course at the end of Christmas, like it was December time, I knew that I could still, I mean, we'd been in school for five months, I could still go into my classroom and implement it. It wasn't going to be some brand new, completely different type of writing. Um, Some of the things I was already, I guess, doing, but it was just, you know, it was better. um, What's the word I'm looking for? Like, I could explain it better to my students because I had evidence like, hey, here, let's try this. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's what what sold me on it. And, and I just thought I, and I mean that I still remember like going in that first time and and teaching, this was last school year and teaching it to my students and uh, they just, what they produced just for me was, was so good. And then they're writing, you know, again, it's all about a standardized test, unfortunately, in public education, not that teachers feel that way, but yeah, (laughs) but it is. And you, you know, there's a part of me that I want my kids prepared you know, I want them to do well because I know what happens when they don't, um, on these tests. So they, I mean, they did like their, my growth scores were awesome, you know, based on, on what, you know, what they produced. Um, and I attribute a lot of that to, to your, you know, to the evidence-based writing, um, plan. I mean, they, they took it to heart and they, they followed it and did a great job. So that was for me, that was, the kicker. I'm like, all right, <laughs> this is what I'm doing. You know, I'm not yeah. gonna, I'm not gonna change it. Why, why change it? Because I saw so much growth. Yeah, and That's especially amazing. even with some of my really like the those right those students who really struggle right. to write uh, like three sentences is tough for them. Mm-hmm. You know, they were writing essays. That's um, huge. Yeah, yeah. That's was. such a great feeling. Huge. Well, and too because they took the test what in April. Yeah. And you had just introduced it in January. So even just in that short time frame of using yeah. it with your kids to see that growth is, is amazing. Right. It was. And I was consistent. I mean, like we, we wrote a lot, you know, they were tired of me, <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, I know that that's, that is a strength. I mean, not a strength, that's a weakness for so many. So even before, like, I mean, in previous years, uh, you know, we, we write on a regular basis, you know, I've got to have them writing. Um, just to give them that stamp, you know, build that stamina too, where they know that, okay, I can, 
I can write, you know, more than one paragraph. Yeah. 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 Um, Especially when they have like the framework, it's, mm -hmm. you know, I tell my kids, even if you're just writing one part, one sentence for each part of the framework for the body paragraph, you have a paragraph for your body paragraph. And that's huge for some Mm -hmm. students who would come to us into my classroom, even when I taught freshmen in high school who couldn't even, like you're saying, write three Mm -hmm. sentences and and call that an essay and to be able to move them from there to a full-blown essay is just an amazing thing to see. It is. It is. And they, they gain the confidence. It's not just me saying, Oh, yay. You know, so-and-so you did this. Um, Like they actually are seeing that they (laughs) did it. And that to me, that's the hugest part is that they are getting, they are gaining the, the much needed confidence that a lot of times they enter our classrooms in eighth grade without, yeah. um, or whatever grade you're teaching. I mean, that's, I think we all see that, you know, you have some kids who that's their gift. They can write, mm-hmm. but I would say the majority, um, do not feel that writing is their gift. Yeah. And I, that's such an important thing. I'm glad that you just said that. I think so many of our students just have this identity, either I'm a writer or I'm not a writer. It's like, I'm a writer or I'm good at math or I'm a science person. We just take that on as, as children. And Mm -hmm. so if we aren't a writer, it's hard for us to see that we actually can be great writers. We just need help getting ourselves there. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's a great thing to see. (laughs) (laughs) So then what is your favorite part been of the framework that's made just the biggest difference for your students that you've seen? Um, (coughs) excuse me. I, so I will say this, like the introduction tag is, has been huge because the body paragraphs, aside from the justification, they, you know, they are, they know how to do that. They can find the evidence. They can do that. Um, I still need to watch your course on like helping with justification Mm -hmm. because that's where they, that's, that's a place where they struggle because, and I tell them, I'm like, that's because you have to, you've got to think. <laughs> yeah, yourself right, right. So that can be a little bit challenging, but the introduction, the tag that was, I mean, that just honestly was like golden for me because the, you know, and, and sometimes like we tell students, you don't have to start with the intro, like try to write the body paragraphs, but they mm-hmm, don't, mm-hmm. they like, that's hard for them to grasp yeah because they feel like they have to write it in this order. So, you know, I would, I can't tell you how many papers, you know, over the years today, I'm going to talk about whatever, you know, yes. you're like, ah, even <laughs> though you don't, say, do that. <laughs> don't ever, you know, I'm always like, please don't introduce yourself. I know mm-hmm. you are, you know, that kind of thing. So having something as simple as tag, um, and telling them that, okay, if the author's not provided, you just do T and G like, that's okay. It was, I mean, it, it really kind of was a game changer. Um, I think for the majority of my students who struggled with that because they, they're like, Oh, okay. That's all I really, I just write this little part about what kind, you know, what the genre is and who the, you know, the author is and the title and give a little summary and I'm, I'm done with my intro. Well, aside from the thesis, right. (laughs) Yeah. They, but that to me is like that, that was huge. And I saw so many, um, just so many students just kind of, again, that confidence, like, oh, all right, even though it's so simple and all the information's been provided for them, they're putting it into the sentence format and they're like, oh, okay, yeah, I can, I, I got this. So yeah. that, that was great. 
I, I love that. And so many teachers that we talk to are like the tag. Why haven't I been doing that all along? Right. Why haven't I? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> because somewhere along the way we were taught to do hook and then our students sit there for 20 minutes yes. trying to come up with an interesting sentence. And yes. that's the thing too. And I, and I, we did a podcast episode about this, I think a month ago, um, talking about tag and how getting rid of hook is going to eliminate writer's block for so many of our students. But the beauty of the framework is that once your students feel really confident with tag, they can weave in an interesting Mm -hmm. hook into that tag. And that becomes the beginning of their essays as they become stronger and have that confidence build over time. Right. Right. That's a great And that's why, and, and for me as a teacher, like I know, like what I'm looking for is the meat is the body, you Mm -hmm. know, like I want to see that you can find this evidence, you can support your thesis and, and you can put it in your own words like that. That's where you can tell me why this is important, you know, kind of thing. Like, you know, so tag is great, but that like, I'm, so I'm glad that that's what gets them, you know, motivated because what I want to see is, is in the middle um, of their paper. And I know also that that's what, you know, for the most part is what's graded on those standardized tests, you know, is the, the, the meat of it, mm-hmm, you know, getting, mm-hmm. yes, getting started is great. And you want to have a clear introduction. So that, that gives them, you know, exactly what, what they need. Yeah. Um, so it's been, yeah, it's awesome. You're totally right. Because the, your the thinking, that's what we want to see. And the thinking right. isn't coming in that first Set, like that hook doesn't yeah. like show. I know all of the stuff about the essay, yeah. about the story that I've read in my essay is brilliant. Like, no, that one sentence <laughs> doesn't really matter. Let's just write tag and move on mm-hmm. and get into our thought process and our critical thinking. So, um, if anyone takes anything away from this, it's just start using tag. <laughs> Absolutely. Start using it tomorrow <laughs> or Monday, whenever we go back. <laughs> yeah. When, what is, yeah. Monday on Monday. <laughs> okay. Awesome. So I love that. And I love listening to your story. And it's just been so interesting to because I've been interviewing a few teachers who've taken our course. And just to talk to you guys about your experiences, because I know what my experience has been using it in my classroom. And I know the experiences of the teachers that I've coached and that Jessica has coached, but it's really interesting to see how the framework just works across so many different grade levels, so many different students with so many different teachers in so many different places. Um, and I just love hearing your guys' stories. So thank you for sharing. Oh, you're welcome. My pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there anything that we didn't cover that you want to talk about that has to do with the framework at all? Um, huh. I, I just put I just, you on the spot. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know you did. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, other than just that it is for anyone who's wondering, you know, should I check this out or try it? Absolutely. Try it. It's not going to hurt. Um, in fact, it's, it's, you're going to be more, you know, you're going to be surprised by how well your students do. So I would say, you know, give it a shot, try it. Um, you can always scaffold it to fit, you know, all of your students needs. Um, I think probably most of us teach all different levels. Like I, I teach on, on level and collab and um, gifted students and advanced level students and they all come away with it. And, and, you know, sometimes we put this pressure on our gifted students that, oh, because you're gifted, you, you know how to do this, but that may not be their strength. So having, you know, kind of a template um, like this, the framework is really um, helpful to them too. So yeah, I would, and, and it really truly makes grading your essay 
so much easier, which yes. I think all English teachers <laughs> can, re- can relate to that. And like, we're all looking for something, you know, to make it less painful um, because sometimes you're just like, Oh my gosh. Um, so yeah. So when you have provided that, that framework and you say, this is, you know, what I'm looking for, if it's there, it's there. Great. And if it's not, you make that easy comment like, Oh, you're missing this. Um, so I, I would say, I would say do it. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for you your endorsement. Oh, sure. It's always yeah. so great to hear that it's just going so well. Um, and I love how, you know, people come into our Facebook group, our teachers, um, and share just things that they're doing in their classroom with it or ask us questions like, how can I adjust this for my students? And just that we have such a great community of teachers using the same framework, yeah. helping each other out. Um, it's just really powerful. It's really a great community to be a part of. So thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. And just one last thing, like it, it's not, you know, and again, I think most teachers feel this way. It's not about a standardized test. So this is writing that while it does help your students on that, it helps them well beyond, you know, that like anything that they're going to have to write in high school or college, you know, should they plan to go to college? Like it just, it's there. So it's not, this is not teaching to a writing test at all. Right, right. No, definitely not. <laughs> we don't, we have opinions on standardized tests and uh, we won't go there. Um, but yeah, you're right. It is totally helpful for high school. I mean, I've had so many students and you will too, since you just started mm-hmm. doing it with your students last year. So many students who go to high school come back to me and they're like, thank you so much, Mrs. Mitchell, yeah. for teaching me that because I am so much farther ahead of my classmates who don't have any idea what's going on and I just get it. And so to give them that gift, is really yeah. just a special thing. It is because they're, they're going to need to know how to write where, you know, wherever they are um, mm-hmm. in life, mm-hmm. whatever their plan is. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have my five quick fire questions for you at the end. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Just the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. okay. If you could travel anywhere in the world, where would you go? Paris. I love Paris. Have you been before? No. Oh, uh-uh. you, you got to go to. for a while because I okay. went for two days and it was, Oh, it's way too stressful. Like go for four or five days so you can really okay. enjoy. Okay. Paris is beautiful. You'll have to let me know when you go. Okay. okay. I will. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Second question is what is your favorite lunch item? Oh, um, oh gosh, it varies. Um, but definitely I love to have like vegetables with dip. Any so. specific veggies? Just anything oh, you got on hand? Yeah. Celery and cucumbers and little cherry tomatoes. Mm, with like uh-huh. ranch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, the, you know, this good. little like yep. portable or like, yep. you know, little small dips you can take. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are great. I love that healthy, <laughs> healthy answer. Nice. <laughs> well, I, I mean, there's always cookies later, but you know. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> a little afternoon pick me up. I always would eat a chocolate Absolutely. chip cookie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what is the last book that you read? Um, Oh my gosh. I'm constantly always reading. Um, it was look both ways by Jason Reynolds. What was that about? So he, Jason Reynolds, if you're not reading him, you got to have him in your classroom library. He is amazing. Um, he wrote a book. It's, um, 10 short story. Like, so it's about kids walking home from school and they're all taking the same path, but each, each chapter is a 10 block walk and, um, each chapter is a, is one of the blocks and what the kids experience. Oh, how cool. Through their story. Oh yeah. He's Jason Reynolds. Oh yeah. 
Definitely read, read his that. stuff. He's, he's one of the best young adult authors out there. Oh, and I'm currently great. reading, um, after the fire by Will Hill. And I, oh my gosh, highly recommend it. It's young adult also. That's pretty much all I read. I know, um, right? As a middle school <laughs> English teacher, it's always young adult. <laughs> I'm going to put those two names in the show notes for people so they can go check those authors out. Thank oh, you. Oh, good, good. Yes. That's cool. Um, okay. What is your favorite month of the year? Mm, um, well, okay. June, because my birthday is in June and it's summer. And then I also <laughs> love October. It's so pretty in October. So many people have said October with this question and it's so funny to me because I, as soon as October rolls around, I am just unhappy because, you know, the weather changes, the time changes and I am just Um, like, I need sun and heat. (laughs) So I I don't like fall. I know everyone loves fall. I'm not into it. (laughs) That's funny that you said that too. Um, Okay. Last question. If you were not a teacher, what would you do? I would probably, um, I would love to be a journalist or something for like people magazine where I got to meet celebrities, but still get to incorporate writing, but you know, you get to go to the Oscars and you know, just (laughs) kind of all that, all that good stuff. Something like that. That would be really cool. Well, maybe you still have time, right? (laughs) I would do do anything at any point in life. (laughs) (laughs) This is true. This is true. That sounds fun. I like that answer a lot. Very cool. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Sarah. It was so nice talking to you and I appreciate you sharing your story with our teachers. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. And um, here's to a great rest of the school year to all the teachers out there listening. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Caitlin. That is such a great episode. And I just want to reiterate what Sarah said kind of toward the end there that at the end of the day, it's not about our kids' test scores, right? As much as unfortunately that is a pressure on a lot of us in our classrooms is worrying about state standardized tests, this approach teaching them how to teach writing through this framework and through this approach is going to help them, yes, on the state test, but more than that, it's going to help them for the rest of their lives and all of the other areas that they're going to have to use writing to communicate. The written word is such a huge part of how we communicate nowadays. And so to be able to give them this gift, to be able to provide them with this clear roadmap, this clear approach with the EBW approach is just such an incredible thing that you can give to your students. Students. So again, I want to invite you to join us for our free live training. The first one is December 29th, and then also have you join us inside of our Facebook group as well so we can support you throughout your journey to become that rock star writing teacher that we know you can be and we want you to be. So again, go to ebacademics.com forward slash live training to secure your seat. I will see you at the live training, and I will also see you inside the Facebook group. Have a great day, you guys.